Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the junk journal podcast, the joy of junk journals, everything. Junk journal making, paper craft making, the life of a crafter, craft answering your crafty questions. And here we are snuggled into the craft room today. We have Sonny snuggled by our side, all curled up with his little stuffed stegosaurus. Hey, what gets better than that? And today we're going to be going through some of your questions on YouTube. So uh, stay tuned, and here we go. These are unread, unfiltered. I'm just going in. We're going large. Okay. Bunny's Treasure Journal says, Hi, can you also make a video showing how to make your master boards? Yes, Bunny, I can. I actually have a video um, just on that topic already, so I'm going to give you the title, and I did put the link in the answer to your question, but the, t- the video title is called Junk Journal, What to Do with a Master Board Collage for Junk Journals. Uh, exclamation point, fun ideas, exclamation points, uh, the paper outpost. So there you go. Have fun at it. And um, there's a million and one things you can do with uh, masterboards. And masterboard is basically um, uh, a collage on uh, uh, a substrate or a thicker piece of paper or something behind it that you plan on cutting up and using for uh, other things. And uh, they're really handy in junk journal making because you can use them as uh, covers themselves. Um, you can decorate them up even more. Uh, you can uh, use old book pages and rubber stamps and stickers and fabric and, and, and old photos and old ledger and old post. I mean, you can do anything on a, on a master board. And you can leave it naked or you can uh, cover it in Mod Podge. You can add glitter. You can ink it. You can do so many fun things. You can glue things to it. Um, Rhinestones, buttons, bows, you name it. You can just have a ton of fun with it. Uh, You can turn it easily into an envelope. Um, You can turn it into journal cards, pockets, or tucks. So um, the, the possibilities with the Masterboard are endless. Plus, they use up so many of our scraps. It's just, it's a wonderful, cathartic, relaxing thing to do. So if you don't know what to do today, make a master board. Um, Lots of fun. Okay, so here's another question. Um, Master's Advocate, um, Janet in Canada asks, hello, Pam, after watching this video, I wish I had some stencils. Um, And uh, she's talking about the easy tips to create beautiful junk journal papers using stencils. And that was posted on YouTube this Monday, January 11th. Yes. Okay. And, um, 2022. Okay. Um, what did she say? Oh, uh, I wish I had some stencils. Well, it's funny that you bring that up, Janet. I think that is an excellent question because um, tomorrow, stay tuned to, for tomorrow's video. There's an easy solution to this for those who do not have stencils. Um, 
There's a, a super easy, very cool, very awesome technique any beginner can do um, to make absolute magic in your junk journals. Um, wonderful tips to breaking the blank page, or you can uh, use this tip to make backgrounds. You can cut them up and make uh, pockets and tucks and bookmarks and um, be- belly bands. I mean, so many cool things that you can do. And this is actually your own art. So that means you own the rights to it. And that means you can copy it and scan it and sell it and not have to worry about a thing. Um, So that's a lot of fun. So a lot of possibilities coming at you tomorrow. Stay tuned for uh, that video. And um, uh, Susan, the sassy crafter says, uh, these are neato. She's talking about the stencils as well. I'm going to eventually get some clear storage for mine. I have seen the system online and in the stores. Did you read our conversation? Just wondering. I'm not sure which conversation you're speaking of, Susan. Um, Maybe you're referring to some comments on a previous video, or maybe you DM'd me or emailed me, but just shoot me an email at Pam at the Paper Outpost and um, just point me in a direction and I'll find the conversation. Sorry, sometimes I get lost in the weeds. Um, Missy says, may I ask how to make coffee spray? Absolutely, Missy. Coffee spray or coffee dye spray is very easy to make. Um, The easiest way, I think, to make it is um, with instant coffee, the coffee crystals, and uh, just some water. So I have a regular spritzer bottle, um, probably the size of a hairspray bottle, um, like one of those old final net bottles. Remember those? And, um, uh, oh, you're probably too young. (laughs) And uh, I just put one or two tablespoons of um, instant coffee in there. And if you're going to keep it for an extended period of time, I might put a little bit of rubbing alcohol in there just so it doesn't grow the funky mold. And sometimes it does anyway. So maybe just make enough that you'll use and then dump the rest. That way your your, um, sprayer bottle won't get clogged. But um, uh, yeah, and you can control the depth of the color by doing that. And some people will actually use their leftover coffee in the coffee pot in the morning. Um, I find sometimes this doesn't give me a dark enough coffee. So if I want extra uh, depth to my coffee dyeing, I will um, use the instant coffee crystals because then I can control how dark things go. You can also use tea as well. Um, It makes a nice, uh, beautiful, uh, lighter, beigey, creamy color of uh, spritz. All is good, and you can also use food colors to get some intense colors. Those are fun to try as well. Um, Okay, Angelique Carol Art T says, Hey, Sunny, who is that woman that keeps trying to take over your show? (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Yes, if I could just step aside and let Sunny uh, have his show back, everything would be fine and dandy in Whoville here. Um, uh, actually, I think that's a, that's a hoot. You're a hoot, Angelique. I, I adore you. Thank you. Um, Sonny, Sonny, thanks, Angelique. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's totally your big fan now. Um, Gail says, Pam, are those stencils that you are opening, are they listed in your Amazon store? Okay, where I got those stencils that I'm opening, um, I had an itchy trigger, fing- trigger finger one night, and uh, not that long ago, um, and I was on AliExpress and I um, was looking for, was I on eBay? Maybe I was on eBay. I generally go to eBay first and I look there and I go to lowest price first and then I just put stencil or stencils or leaf stencils or, um, you know, uh, retro stencils or vintage stencils or Victorian stencils, something like that. And it'll pull up a whole bunch of things. And then um, uh, they have some really good deals on packs. 
So if you want uh, like uh, three packs or five packs or 10 packs, you can usually get quite a few stencils for not much money. My second go-to place is um, AliExpress because that's actually where all the stuff originally comes from. Who are we kidding? Um, so it, it, the only thing with AliExpress is uh, it will take a lot longer for you to get it. Well, why would you want to wait a lot longer? Well, let's say you don't have a stencil emergency. The prices are a lot lower generally at AliExpress. Um, although I cannot um, confirm what's going on with the uh, supply chain uh, ships that are off the dock, but um, my stencils did not seem to get stuck in that. They made their way through and... Um, they they came and uh, I actually even ended up with some duplicates, but I'm pretty rough on stencils, so it's not bad to have a backup, but they've got some really pretty stencils out there these days that are just so fun. They don't really take up a lot of storage room because they're flat like sheets of paper, so... Um, yeah, always open. I'm always open to new ways to store stencils. Somebody said store them on a hook. That way you can leaf through them quickly and find the one you want. That's not a bad idea. Or maybe on a peg or something that sticks out from the wall. I'll have to kind of think about that because that might be fun. Um, no, I was just thinking maybe they should all be on little clips and then I could release them from the peg, but that's going to be bulky. You know, trying to find, you know, right now my, my stencils are in a paper bag. That's that's the uh, least exciting way to store them, but um, it allows me to rummage through easily and it doesn't take up as much room as a box and it can expand as I, as I get more stencils. Don't tell anybody. Um, I, don't, I don't need any more stencils. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not about need. Sometimes it's about want. Who are we kidding? You know, sometimes it's just about want. Okay. Um, or you just want to play with something new. That's fine, too. Um, have you ever used thinned paint for sprays? I have not. This is from Ginny. Ginny Kilma. Um, I don't see why that wouldn't work. That should definitely work. Would it clog the sprayer? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Everything clogs the sprayer. That's what I found. Um, it just seems to be the way of the, the land. I think there are ways that you can like spritz upside down. Remember how we used to clean, clean clear our um, uh, spray cans? We used to uh, spray it upside down. But I, the stuff that came out of there, I don't think that was good good to inhale. So, um, but um, yeah, I, I, I think I have heard of people doing that with success. So that would be something to try. I should try that. I really, I really need to go through and purge my my sprayers because I just need to remove the ones that are not working. And just maybe make a bunch of stuff with the stuff that is in them. See, I don't want to lose the color. I could play with the color. You could paint with the color. You could splatter with the color. You could put it into a different bottle. You could also combine colors. Like, let's say you've got an orange or you've got a yellow and then you've got a red and they're not working too well. Well, put them together and you've got orange in a new bottle and you're off and running. Um, so you could you can definitely use them up in different ways. And uh, I really like to use my stuff. And, oh, I have a little report. I, over this weekend, let's see, one, two, three, four, today's day five, I'm going through a massive clean out of every drawer in my craft room, and I don't even know how many drawers are in here, there's so many, I, I've lost count, but I have a lot of little drawers, and let's say, let's just say that Pam has not gone through some of these little drawers in several years. Now, last year, I made what I called a valiant attempt at cleaning out some um, 
popularly used drawers, places that I would go all the time, stuff that I used all the time. I just went in and I, I cleaned those drawers. And those are all on video. You can see those last year around this time of the year. Usually the beginning of the year, I do some clean out things for my own sanity. And um, I just thought maybe some of you might be inspired to uh, uh, clean and reorganize your areas too. Just getting in touch with what you actually have and cleaning out the dust bunnies. You know what I mean? There's something about, it just feels so good to clean out those dust bunnies. And it's so easy not to, you know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, another day. And if at least I corral it around to one time of the year, it's not so bad. So I was going through and doing a few drawers here and there, here and there, and I was videotaping them. And then all of a sudden I realized it takes me a lot longer to videotape me cleaning a drawer than it does for me to just clean a bunch of drawers. So I went through and I just went boom and I exploded all over my drawers and I just cleaned them all and oh my god I found so much stuff I totally forgot about and the dust bunnies were thick and they had multiplied when I wasn't looking so let me just say I went through a lot of wet wipes but I was so glad because I feel like the air is lighter in the room like I can breathe I did change my air filter um, and uh, um, it's a good thing and it, it's it really got me in touch with what I still have which is a lot but you know what I ended up with which I'm so excited I ended up with empty drawers I have I I have place to, places to go buy more stuff and shove it in. Yes, I do. I have empty space and it's so great because what I could do is I could take the overloaded drawers that I, um, I couldn't see deep into the drawers because I had so much piled on top. Now I, I'm trying. This is my, my grand goal in life is to have everything single layer. Now this is not going to happen in every drawer. That's a fancy foo-foo thought that, that just won't happen. For example, the button drawer, the embroidery floss drawer, the marker drawer. I mean, it's just not going to happen. There's just too much in there. But other drawers, like these little baby inks that I have, these tiny little tiny inks, I never use them, you know, because they're all piled on top of each other and they're way over there. And now, now I have them just one ink thick. So I can actually just grab the tray, bring it over and see what inks I have. So that is my grand idea that I have here that the magic that's going to happen in this craft room is so exciting. But one thing I'm feeling really good about is the fact that I do have empty drawers means I really used the stuff I had because those drawers were jammed at the beginning of last year like jammeroom jammerama and uh now i've got like like two four six eight ten twelve fourteen sixteen eighteen drawers maybe empty on the plastic drawers on the side and then i've got a bu i've got a bunch of wooden drawers i've got one two three um cabinets full of wooden drawers i can't see how many are empty because they're wooden drawers i can't see in them um but but there are empty drawers in them and I'm so excited because now I can actually see what I have and I have a spread out stuff and um, uh, collected like with like that was the whole theme with this big uh, barrage this had come highly recommended from other crafters they said you know Pam you may want to give up on the color separating of things because um and go like with like but put all your laces together put all your <clears throat> all your embroidery floss together put all your tape together put all your um you know whatever it is and I had some stuff like that like I had buttons and I had you know bulldog clips and stuff like that but there were areas where I went color coding and you know what it didn't work for me I I, I kind of went in there like all right I need something pink and I was thinking you know pink lace or pink trim but I totally forgot of all the other things that were pink that I shoved in there that if I didn't 
if I didn't say to myself, I need a pink string or I need a string. And, and now I have a separate drawer of just strings. So I know like if I need a piece of string, I go to the string drawer and I think it's going to, I think it's going to really be good. So I think it'll be easier to find things. Okay. Now here's the next learning curve of uh, Pam at the paper outpost. And, and this has been done before in here and it um, was epic um, effort in the beginning, but it failed. And now I'm back to square one. So I've organized everything and I've moved things around and I uh, don't have any labels that um, are on the drawers that make sense to what is in them. I have some old labels and then I ended up shuffling things and jamming things into drawers that didn't belong and now none of the labels that are existing make any sense. But what I would really like to do, you know, in a perfect world, I would like to make some new labels for all the drawers so that I can find where I put stuff because I have noticed in the last couple of days when I'm reaching and grabbing for things, I can't find it. No, <laughs> I've managed to hide it from myself. I can see in my mind's eye where I put it in a drawer, but I cannot discern completely. Was it a wooden drawer? Or was it a plastic drawer? I got, there's like a vagueness there. I can sort of get a feeling. Um, but then I have to admit, I probably have to open 10 drawers before I actually find the item. So I think I'm going to be labeling. Yeah, I don't think there's a way around it. Now, the, the big question is, you know, how should I do the label? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Should I, um, I would like to do one word labels, nothing more than one word. The word has to let me know what's in there. Like, for example, I have an old label on here that says, uh, book plates, keys, eyelets, charms, beads, and keyholes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not going to fly. I would just like to have maybe metal, you know, and just, I know there to go for the little metal bits, you know, buttons, you know, that kind of thing markers you know so I have a, a drawer for markers a drawer for um, pens meaning gel pens and things like that and then I have a drawer for I'm gonna call it gelatos um, they're all kind of uh, waxy crayony smudgeable distress crayon type things and I'm just gonna call it gelatos because that's in my mind the word I think of um, when I put stuff in there watercolor you know that kind of stuff those types of single words I think watercolor. Is watercolor two words or one? I think it might be one word. Not sure. Some, you know how some sometimes words are two words and sometimes they're one word? Like bookkeeping is one word. A compound word? No hyphen, just bookkeeping. But then you have other words that are, are two words, like, um, um, I, I can't think of one now. Um, oil paint, two words. Yeah. Um, oil painting, two words. I'm pretty sure it's two words. Yeah, um, yeah, that always confused me a little bit with the uh, the compound words, the hyphen, when to hyphen, when not to hyphen. I always found if you didn't know whether you should hyphen or not, hyphen. Everybody always thinks, oh, they know what they're doing, they're hyphening. And I never got any points off if I hyphened. If I didn't hyphen, and there should have been a hyphen, I got points off. But if I hyphened, nobody questioned it. That's right. It's almost like the, I should probably look that up. <laughs> yeah, I'll look that up someday. Not today, no. 
Um, so yeah, so the big uh, progress of the cleaning of the room. Oh, and I found ephemera that I made a long, long time ago in drawers where apparently I had the rationale that, oh yeah, you should put ephemera in here in the bottom of this index card drawer because you'll find it there someday. Not, not happening. No, no, no. Uh, so one thing that I haven't gone through yet is my ephemera box. And it's actually a crate. It's an old wooden crate. And uh, I love the crate. I think it's really cool. And I, I did some um, modeling paste designs on the front um, with some stencils. It makes it look really extra cool. And uh, there's ephemera in there I haven't seen or thought about in ages. And it's kind of growing a mountain on top because it's getting a little full. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I think I need to go through and clean and organize that. So I have an idea of what I have because I'm a little bit lost in that department. And I, I tend to like to make new things when I'm making a journal. I, I, for some reason, I don't really pull from the old ephemera that much, but I should. I, no, that's not true. I do pull from it. That's, uh, and sometimes what I'll do is I'll sit down and I'll pull out a bunch of ephemera and I put it down and I say to myself, I'm going to use this in the journal. I have done that. I, I, am, I, I, I'm not, I'm not all wayward. I, yes. It is true. Okay. Um, the other thing that's been going on is I hand-dyed a boatload of paper. I mean, I think I have enough for the next year, maybe. Um, I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, at least five. You know those boxes that hold the reams of paper, like the maybe six to ten reams of paper? Those, like, they have a lid. You know, you would get them at um, Office Depot or Amazon. Yeah, um, I think I have six of those full of coffee dyed paper, specialty ink dyed paper, food color dyed paper, you name it. It's all in there. Oh, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hand dye some. Um, I guess a few other things I still have to hand dye. I can see that some, I really want to hand dye some book pages and I want to hand dye some co uh, college rule. I, li I like to work with that in journals. Um, so yeah, those are the things that are on the plate right now. Let's take another question. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, I answered that one. Okay. Um, Vicky B, very fun. Could you demonstrate how you make your own dye sprays of different base? Sure. Um, and I can probably give you some tips on that. It's pretty easy. Uh, you just get a little plastic spritzer bottle and you put some water in it and then you put some color in it. And your color, uh, what I have used um, is instant coffee for the brown. I've also used, um, um, I've used a specialty inks. I have a whole big collection of Bombay inks, but that's probably the most expensive way to go around doing this. Um, I would suggest using food color if you just want to play with it and see how it looks. Um, you can get some very intense, beautiful colors from food color. Uh, one thing I did notice, I, I brought this multi-pack of food color. It had everything, blacks and browns and and uh, blues and greens, but the brown, I thought I would get, I, I thought maybe that would be a nice way to um, uh, use something other than the coffee dyeing, but um, the brown actually turned into this beautiful pink, and the pink is very reminiscent of avocado dyeing. I know, it's shocking, because sometimes pinks, like straight pink, can be very intense or um, kind of in your face, almost neon when you use uh, uh, food color, so I would say dilute it down. And if you're going to use a straight pink from a food color, unless you like the, the bright and the uh, intense and the neonish type, uh, type colors. 
Um, but you could certainly take watercolor um, and uh, either the stuff that's in the tube or you could take um, hard ones and dissolve them in water and then pour them into the little bottle and you could use that. Um, somebody was suggesting you can take uh, acrylic ink or I'm sorry, acrylic paint and dilute it down and use that. Um, and there's so many things that you could, I was just thinking about something else and I can't think of it for the life of me right now, but I'm, I'm sure it will pop back in the brain. Um, but yes, um, you, there are so, uh, you can use your, um, if you have those distress ink, um, colorers, oh, I know what it was now. Um, uh, like if you re-inkers, if you have the re-inkers when you run out of ink and they, they come in little bottles and with droppers, you can add that to, uh, water. And you'll have to check the intensity because those are pretty intense, uh, but you can definitely get a lot of ink that way. And again, if you want to extend the life of these in the bottles, add a little bit of uh, rubbing alcohol um, and then uh, seal it up and they should last a long time. Although, like I said, the uh, bottles do tend to get clogged. So you may want to only make enough for your current project, which I know is kind of tricky because you never really know how much you're going to use. But they do go a long way. So maybe you make quarter bottle or half bottle amounts and then just spritz along and have fun. And then you don't have to worry about storing it for 100 years. Um, or mass make. Just use it until the bottle's empty. And then you, you're going to have a bunch of stuff to work with for quite a while. Okay, so the other thing I was thinking is um, you can make uh, natural colors. For example, um, you can use beet juice. You can use uh, turmeric as a yellow or onion skins. If you boil onion skins, uh, yellow onion skins, they will release a beautiful yellow color in the water and then you can use that as a yellow spritz. Um, it won't be super dark, but it will give you a nice uh, yellow tint to your spritz. Uh, and so you can use a lot of things like that. There are certain things. Now, if you get really into um, using different kinds of food, some things will go brown after a while. So you might think you're using a beautiful chlorophyll rich lettuce or a spinach and you spin it down and things like that. But then after a while, um, it may not maintain the uh, green that it once had. So just kind of FYI about that. Pigments are actually better than um, dyes in that regard, I think, because a pigment, a pigment, a pigment will. Um, be inert or it will stay the same. It's like a little particle. It doesn't change. It's kind of like a little bit of chalk or something like that where it, it uh, maintains its own color or a, a tiny piece of rock like um, a lot of the pigments that we use in, for example, soap making. When I used to make handmade soap, um, the pigments I would buy were um, uh, they would not fade in the light or anything like that because they were pigments and not dyes. So uh, pigment is much more long-lasting and uh, it won't change uh, because it's just a little piece of dust or crystal or something like that. So those may clog your spritzers, so it may not be the best thing for a spritz technique, but um, if you can get a dissolvable pigment, possibly a mica, a lot of the um, Makeups will use mica and things like that that are formulated to be very small to go through spritzers. So it'll be kind of a testing thing. Um, but mica is very, 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 very fine glitter. I guess that's a good way to describe it. Um, you can get some very beautiful metallics um, and uh, glints and sparkles and blings with uh, mica. So you can add those to your um, uh, spritzer dyes or you can... Um, 
you can spray them over after. So you can do a lot of things. There's a lot of possibilities. You can layer these things up. There's just tons of fun to be had. So I, I think that's a fun-filled explanation of different ways we can use colors. So if you haven't braved up yet and, and uh, um, played with some spritzer colorings or color dyes or things like that, uh, maybe that's something fun to give a go this year because uh, you can really, you know what? It's a great thing to do on the back of scrapbook paper. You know, we have that white side which tends to be the blank white page that everybody trembles in fear when they see that. Um, this is a great way to just go along and maybe lay some leaves down on um, the back of your scrapbook paper and just do these one after another. Um, spritz with some dye over it, lay another paper, uh, scrapbook paper down, lay some leaves down or stencils, whatever you have, and go ahead and spritz. And just layer these all up like that. And then you're going to have some very, very beautiful self-made papers to work with. Uh, so I hope this gives you some fun ideas, um, everybody. I hope you're having fun out there. I hope your day is going well and you're feeling extra crafty today. And you just can't wait to get back to your crafty stuff uh, because there's peace in those papers. So I'm wishing you all the best. And Sunny is wishing you many warm fuzzies. And uh, be sure to sign up for our free monthly emailed newsletter if you haven't done that yet. And check out our Etsy shop for vintage digital printables. And and uh, our digikits, and we've got fundals in there, and some journals every once in a while, and we've got an Amazon shop for favorite tools and supplies, Facebook group for uh, all sorts of fun. Come on over and check that out. Uh, lots of fun doing weekly and monthly challenges, and uh, all the links are below the videos, and my videos come out Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, and podcasts come out Tuesdays and Thursdays. So thanks very much, everybody. Have an awesome day. Uh, big hubs, hugs. Happy crafting. Remember that fun can be simple and create with reckless abandon. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.